this your first comic? Like, first, not is this your first comic? Is this your first collaborative comic? Well, it's our, uh, it's our first one together, yeah. technically. The first one that's actually seen any kind of like. Our first successful comic together. Yes. Our first successful comic together. Now, how do you gauge success? <laughs> well, like, get, actually getting it into print. The, the, fact that, okay. <laughs> the fact that it's out. It's a pretty low bar, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, I mean, we met. That's how we met, was we, we first met each other and we found out we both did comics, and mm-hmm. that's, we started working on a comic together before we even were together together mm. before before there was anything more than that yeah. involved and that lasted for a while but the comic never went anywhere we pitched it to everybody we pit- literally we pitched it to everybody who's still in the business now <laughs> and so i wonder what they think like like yeah well you know they they stayed in the business yeah. so maybe uh Maybe it was sound judgment on their well, part. Well, that's well, yeah, right, right. They were well, very green at the time. I mean, we, yeah. or I should say, more green because we've been doing this a long yeah, time. Yeah, there we go. All right. yeah. There we go. Well, I always, yeah, I always kind of wonder like what the what the view from like people that I've known because yeah. I started pitching stuff around like when I was just out of school. So I always wonder kind of what uh, like what people that I've known for like fifteen years now. Like having seen like what what's happened with my career, like what's what's going on in their head, you know what I mean? They're yeah, watched you if bloom. they even if they even think about me at all, <laughs> like, like, like I wonder what their flower. thought is. They, you know? They've watched you. Bloom. I was talking to somebody about this recently, and 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 that's been easily like one of the most rewarding parts about like having been writing about comics for as long as I have is is watching that and watching people. The the one person I always point to is um, Box Brown. Oh, Box, yeah, his stuff was. Terrible. Yeah. He will, he'll 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 free. I, we probably actually talked about this on the show. Probably, I'm sure he'll freely admit to it. But um, that that's kind of. I mean, that's the. I mean, the nice thing about web publishing is that you know is that you get it out there. There's no barrier of entry. But like, it's up there. Right. Yeah. It never goes away. Yeah. No. It's it's true. It's funny. Like even now, because uh, my first what, what, Fishtown wasn't my first web comic. It was actually my second. Mm. Um, but the. Uh, I still get people asking where it is, like these days, because I took it down when we the, got the pre pre Fishtown. Uh, well, no, the original version of Fishtown yeah. was all was all web comic, and then I took it down when the um, Zuda uh, when uh, no, it was when uh, IDW picked it mm. up actually, and I took that down when the, when it went to print, and I still have people ask where it is because they they they're so used to yeah. having things just last forever. And I'm like, well, uh, you can go into the store and you can get it if you want, you know, they're, not to be rude. but they're, they're like, we love what you're doing, but we'd also like for it more to be free. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We, well, is, it, this is uh, this was serialized, right? The sweetness? The sweetness, yeah, it is. It's it's being serialized right now, yeah. Well, as we speak, which is what? Is July, end of July. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be running for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, uh, but it wasn't. It, this is the f- first run. This is the first issue is the only thing that's out right now. Um, the second one's coming out like to, it either came out yesterday or it's coming out next yeah. week. I think I'm not not sure when the schedule is exactly. But um, how, how did this? I mean, how did that happen? Why is it? Why is it both online and in print? Uh, this? Oh, well, we're not we're not doing this like as a web comic. Oh, okay. It's I thought you were you were I thought you were publishing some of it online. Am no, I, well, okay. no, we're just uh, it's just comicsology. Okay, yeah, just oh, the standard channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. No, no, no web comic for this. This yeah. is this is all the publishers controlling all of how this is released and what have you. So, <laughs> is it? I mean, is this still? You know, is it, is the is is the um, is the goal always still just to get in print? I mean, is that like because it, it seems like I see so many online comics and and it seems like they're all kind of like working up toward being serialized in print. 
I think there's still like a really large percentage of people that prefer hard yeah. copy when it comes to art and collecting. But I I think the model now is to do both. But I think you definitely have more prestige if you have print. Um, whether or not that's actually based on anything objective <laughs> is questionable. But we, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to do a digital-only book. I don't know about you. I, I mean, I have. And, uh, you know, it doesn't, unless someone's funding it. Like with Wazuda, they were, they were yeah. funding the whole thing. And that kind of worked out for us on that level. But... I you know it's hard. It's just so much so much damn work. Like the drawing is just it's it's ungodly. Like it, it will, really is. yeah, and that's and and that's sort of I mean you, you know and you're and you're you're a musician so you can relate to this. But that's it's kind of you know again I I, I, I was speaking to a band the other night and and I, I was asking them why they kind of so immediately jumped into the record label thing and, and working with all these other people and it's it's the same thing with web comics where. I mean, yeah, there's the work of drawing it, but then there's the work of, like, having to actually make money doing it. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, having to promote it is is, is tough. I mean, I've done the, done it with the band thing, too, where we, we just, you know, we made our, made a couple of records uh, with my last band, and uh, we, it just, we, it's so hard if you don't have any kind of machine. And, and as as you get older, I mean, you know, what am I, 38 now? Something like that? It's world <laughs> something, something, um, yeah. so like As you get older, you just want to make the make the stuff and let someone else sell it. Yeah. And that was sort of the attraction to bring the sweetness over to Z2 because we, we have an operating budget and we can, you know, so we're, we're making, you know, some money to draw the thing and to, to write the thing and then... And there. publicists to tell everyone we're great so we don't have to be the assholes <laughs> yeah. telling everyone yeah. that we're great. By the way, can I swear? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, where we come it's encouraged. From? <laughs> well, fuck. Um, we're, I mean, we, we come from you know we're old '90s heads. I mean, Miss started publishing, self-publishing in the mid '90s and early '90s. Early That's crazy. Early, That's yeah. crazy to me. How how old were you when you started? I I was a teenager. I was yeah. in high school. Yeah. And I started. I I did. I contributed to the collective. Uh, Don't shoot. It's only comics in the Boston area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lila Corman was also in there, and a few other notable cartoonists have have come out of that school. It's okay. No, you're doing great. <laughs> the mic placement is perfect. <laughs> I just want to make sure. <laughs> You distracted me with your. I just meddling. feel like I got a little glimpse of what it's like watching the two of you work. It kind of, kind of is, yeah. On this, uh, we stage manage each other like crazy. Yeah, the, the guy, the, the the guy who was just like positioning the mic to your mouth just shouted off mic. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so I sorry. So you, so so you. I mean, you you kind of. I mean, obviously, like this. This is we're talking early to mid nineties. This is way pre webcomic and any. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely like cut and paste. And of course, nobody had or unless you were incredibly rich, nobody had a computer that had the power to do the digital work of putting together a book. So um, me and a few friends of mine, we used to sneak into the MIT labs and we would pretend to be students. And I'd be (laughs) as far to the back as possible because like I'm just like a, a little a scrap of a person and so I was not plausible as college age but and we would sneak into the MIT computer labs and just be like oh we forgot the code for the mm-hmm. machines to someone and do our production like late night and kind of skulk out of there and that was how you got it done because no one had no one had the programs no one had a scanner I was like they have a scanner it was a really big deal. That, I mean, that's I mean that 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 impresses me. Um, when, you know, when people are 
I mean, I mean, my my inclination is has always been to just sort of like to sit on something for as long as possible and to really stress about it and to you know bang it out to the point of perfection. But to actually just sort of put it out there. I mean, it, obviously, again, it's much easier now with the internet. There's there's no barrier of entry. But um, as so, it sounds like as soon as you started creating, you wanted it out in the world. Yeah, and it was all it was all crap. Like it has, <laughs> it's like it's funny. Like it's still cute. And it's very much like of the nineties, yeah. uh, riot girl, angry. Like it's, it's not embarrassing per se. It's just ridiculous juvenilia, which like I still, I still love it. I reprinted in a, I did a collection, some short stories, mm-hmm. and I put a bunch of my nineties stuff out there, digital only in that one, um, actually. But yeah, I think you should just put it out because like the first hundred pages at least you do are going to be so terrible no matter what that. You shouldn't agonize over it. Now I agonize over it because I feel like I'm, what, like 25 years into a career and I I really want, I'm super obsessive. Kevin will testify to that. I want every panel to be, when I'm drawing, in this book I'm the the writer, but when I'm drawing I want every single panel to be like a fully realized composed piece of art, which is not a reasonable way to do comics. That's, it's madness. He'll... Yeah, well, we used to say back, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, uh, I used to say that that mistreated every panel like a painting, and I treated every panel like a piece of toilet paper, Mm. which was kind of true at the time, because I used to work really quickly. Not as much nowadays. I've kind of settled into a style where I just don't, you know, I actually want to draw things that look really, really good now <laughs> i want to put more time i want to it. be good at my job yeah well yeah yeah well it's not just that it's it's i mean i, I always wanted to be good yeah. but it's so time consuming that i was always looking for ways to kind of speed things up yeah and with with dead like the the average comic deadline the the general wisdom is that you should be able to do a, a whole a page a day yeah. pencil ink color everything it's not reasonable it's just not not reasonable to really do a solid, solid page. Um, so, at least not for me, anyway. So, with this book, it's the first time I actually started to just say, I'm going to take as long as it takes, and I don't care. You know, like, like we, I've literally been drawing it since Oct- September, October, and I just started the fifth issue yesterday. So, it's taken me a very long time to to get to that point. It's definitely not a page a day. <laughs> but it but it pays off cuz he's doing this beautiful like Mobius-esque yeah. uh work, but it still has that really great grotesque grotesque explosive nasty vibe that you expect from a Kevin Colden jam. Does anyone really expect anything from my work at this point? I mean, I, I think guess, violence is probably I, pretty high on the list, I, right? I guess it's it's funny because to me like I don't know yeah. what the outside world thinks of what I'm doing because it's so isolating yeah. to be in, to be in it and to be working on it, that it's it's almost depersonalizing in a way where like I don't understand like how people see me outside, you know what I mean? Well, they first of all they think you're incredibly sexy. <laughs> this is and... I, you know I knew it was going to go here. I just didn't think it would be that fast. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They think they're you're incredibly sexy, and then they think, man. Miss Glasgow Gross is so lucky. She gets to sleep with that. I mean, I can leave and come back. If I, well, I, it is it is a nice room actually that we're in. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, beyond the mustache, I don't know what people say. That's <laughs> no, no. I, I, you know, I, 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 I had the same reaction. Like I was telling you guys before that you know I, I talked 
to somebody, I had somebody on the show, and they were like, oh, I like, listen to the show. I'm like, no, nobody listens to this. Like, <laughs> Well, th- you know, that's the funny thing. Like, I like I know that there are people who read the yeah. books, and and there are definitely people who listen to the podcast. Yeah. I'm one of them. Um, your podcast. Yeah. I mean, not my podcast, because sure. I don't have one. Um, but it, it's... W- w- what a sexy podcast <laughs> it would sexy be. Pod- yes. Yeah. Delicious. Yes. Uh, I, but, uh, some, I mean, there are people who are into the work... But it feels it's easy to feel like they're not. So yeah. it's like I just don't have a perspective of like if if you know. But maybe that's good. I mean, that's you know, I maybe it's be, you know. I mean, obviously, like it's important that people are like supporting what you're doing. But at the end of the day, like maybe it's best to just kind of be in your own world. It, it is. It is in and a way, and, yeah. and like, and that's yeah. the like the up and the downside again of web comics is. Yeah. You don't get that isolation, right? Well, that's that was yeah, that was kind of the thing that I liked and hated most about it, because um, when I was, well, I guess I rule the night was the last web comic I did, and that was all great feedback. It was a while ago now, right? Uh, oh yeah, well, becoming parents was sure. was kind of got yeah, yeah, you yeah. know got in the way of the work a little bit, you know, the, which sounds negative. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't say that because. You shouldn't. Because overall, it's it's definitely a net positive. Parenthood is wonderful. It's actually actually made us both better workers as well. Cause I just I don't think you're saying anything controversial by no. saying that like you can't no, do all the same things you used to yeah. do now that you have a child. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, but that's what I mean about perspective. Like yeah. I say that, and I don't know how that sounds. Like I don't know how that's going to sure. sound to someone when I say that. So, but but giving you a hard time. But but, but the fl- but the flip side of that though, uh, you know, again, like it's you know, you guys are living in New York. You're both artists. And you have a child, yeah. So I mean, doesn't that put more pressure on on you having to to turn things around? Well, I, I think every part of our lifestyle is a mistake. <laughs> but yeah, yes. I mean your your time is your time becomes very precious. Yeah. You plan uh, strategically. You you work. You spend so much time when you're not working, like, you know, I'm sitting there with Chuck and we're playing Legos and stuff, and I can plan everything I want to do the second I can yeah. sit down. So you do all the intellectual heavy lifting before you get to work, and I think that makes you more focused and you use your time more efficiently. But were you you, were, you weren't like that before? I mean, I, I, I find that, like, and that's a really nice thing about working on something creative is, like, that drive and the and and that you're always thinking about doing it no matter like if, if you're really into something you should always be thinking about it. it should always be in the back of your mind it, it gets a lot harder to to have that kind of focus that was the thing that i noticed because i used to be obsessive like i used to, yeah. to go in like either i was completely into something or completely out of something and i can't do that anymore because i have to like switch gears constantly to handle you know responsibilities of things because i have another human who Needs to eat and needs to you know go to school and needs to do all kinds of other things. Yes, yeah. Miss was has always been much better at multitasking. She can have three conversations, watch TV, and draw and write all at the same time. I I can't do that. And and you seem to always have a few projects happening at any one time. Yes, at least from the outside, it seems like that. Uh, It it, what 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 is what is that a, a product of? Um. Well. I know people like to attribute that kind of stuff to virtue and like hard work, but I think it's more of like an obsessive personality trait where like I just don't know how to stop. Or ADD maybe. No, because I mean there's like there's an intense. Yeah, that's that's him. As he's pointing to himself. It's radio. They can't see you doing that. (laughs) Uh, But 
just an intense uh intense focus like on on just one thing at a time and plow through that and then switch gears to something else. It's funny though cuz you know again from the outside it it would seem like the opposite. If you have a bunch of things going on at the same time, that would that would imply a, a lack of focus, right? You'd think except that like in the moment yeah. I'm entirely focused and also I find that like the best work like I I won't do anything I'm not passionate about. Um and so you know, I switch gears when I'm in a writing mode, I'll write, but I'm not going to force it when I'm not. So it's good to have projects to shift to something else so mm-hmm. you don't end up just like sitting on a couch and watching reality TV. It's like when I'm not in a writer mode, it's time to to, to draw. Like right now, um, the first six issues of The Sweetness, our first story arc, are done. So I'm cleaning up, um, doing digital edits on Henny 2, which won't come out probably for another, up to another year, possibly. It's been done for a year, right? Hmm. It's been been done for a really long time. Yeah, but that's something where I can just switch to that when I feel like doing it. And then when I'm not doing that, I'm writing, like, another project or, or painting something or drawing something. So it's just whatever I feel ready to intensely focus on in that moment, that's when I want to do it. I never want to drag it out of myself. And I feel like if you have a lot of different things going at the same time, you don't... I, I think it's, like, less wasteful of time and more focused in a way because every every pen mark on the page is going to be, like, full attention, full passion. Like, I'm on fire for that. And in that moment, but but I mean, one of the things that defines a lot of your stuff is that that it is ongoing, right? I mean, everything. It seems like most of what you're working on is a multi-part project. So you, you I mean, in effect, right, you're putting it to the side for a little while and expecting to return to it later. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But like, only when like I'm just like completely like hot for that or like on yeah. fire for that. So having it, having, being able to like manage my own time, I think, I think is how I, I switch between gears. Like I think, even though I have a lot of projects going at the same time, I'm not necessarily, I'm thinking about them when I think about them or when a new idea or a new, like a new door opens up in my mind and like, it's like, oh, the characters should go here. So... It's 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 it's. I don't know. Are you saying I'm a crazy person? <laughs> well, it's like it's like that. It's like uh, it's like that thing of you know of um, like trying to remember a name that you won't be able to remember it until you put your mind on something else, right? I mean, that's yeah, right. that's, that's kind it. of the whole that's the creative process, right? I mean, you yeah. get you get your best ideas about a project when you're not specifically working on that project. Yeah, you know, it's it, that's that's exactly right. That's the best description I think I've 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 heard of that process. And it's it's funny, I sort of envy Miss because comics are are really her thing, like that's what she does. Whereas I'm kind of my creative pursuits kind of span a bunch of different things. Yeah, but comics are your thing. They they are. They are you right. You do music, now. but comics are your thing. They are. They are. But the but I'm trying to kind of move back into other yeah. other avenues now, and it's it's tough because the comics are so time-consuming, but but it actually improves everything if I can get away and then go back, but I have to cross disciplines to kind of get my mind out of it's it. It's funny, it's funny, you know, I I had this I'm I'm a terrible guitar player and I hadn't <laughs> played in like a few years. Uh and when I started this job, I uh, I was I was uh, freelancing for a, a few months in there. And when I started this job, like I decided, the first thing that I was going to do before my first day of work was go to the music store, restring the guitar, and it's it's helped immensely. I totally forgot about that. I always like 
for some reason, I'd always sort of thought about it. Again, this is probably because I'm not a very good guitar player, but I always <laughs> thought, thought of it almost as like a cause of stress. The the guitar, you, you yeah, thought, of, of in- just of you know, it was like it was frustrating, right? Because I wasn't okay, good at it, right. but but it's um. Now that I'm approaching it from as just a way of winding down, it's completely opened it up for me. Yeah, it's great when you can shut your brain off. I yeah. actually did the same thing with guitar recently, where I, I, I started playing again uh, in my like spare time, but I started just like from the beginning. I mean, I've been playing for like 25 years mm-hmm. or something, but I just said, you know what, I'm going to approach this like I've never picked up a guitar before. Started learning scales and things like that, and, and I've consequently gotten better, and I'm like, oh. I can actually do things with this now that I couldn't do yeah. before, and it's just but it's freeing to not be able to you know to not have to be committed to it. I think it's the commitment that's the problem <laughs> what do you say I don't know, I don't uh, know right? <laughs> that that's interesting i mean are are you and, and it seems like you're probably able to do that because it's a you know a kind of a more of a side thing at least at this point, and I'm wondering like and this is a actually a question for for the both of you um is it possible to do that with something that's your main focus in terms of like really deconstructing and trying to start from scratch. What's really funny is that's exactly what the sweetness is for mm. me. I had kind of moved away from the business of comics, not the art form, but the like sort of the the grind of like managing the career back in maybe 2014 or so. Uh and and I sort of like back backed away from from that and and just kind of wanted a clean break, didn't draw anything for like months. I was still doing work in the field, but but not drawing, not anything creative. And when we got back into this, it was because Miss had actually signed the deal for it hmm. already, and it was her book. And I read the scripts, and I'm like, you know who should draw this? Yeah. <laughs> I should draw this. You know who's fucked up t- enough to draw this thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and 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 so I kind of approached it like you know we we had you know we we talked to to Josh Frankel, uh, he's our publisher. Mm-hmm about it and um you know i kind of said look this is what i want to do this is the schedule that i want to be on i want to just kind of do this as it needs to be done like i don't want to be i don't i don't want to have to be tied to a monthly schedule because i feel like it's not i'm not going to be able to give it the time it needs to do that and you know can we do this and he was like yeah yeah you know he was yeah. great he's been great with that and so that's kind of what we're doing so it is kind of in effect that that you know it's still really really grueling but but it's it's you know it's it's not the same way it, it was before you know there's no, when there's not the pressure of like that monthly like you know you, the pressure of having to do the pages to earn the money so that we're not homeless kind of thing you yeah. know it's it's not it's not the same kind of thing so in effect it is kind of backing off and saying this is kind of like more in the hobby sphere even though it's still in the professional sphere, if that makes but, sense. But you know, I, I guess I guess more of, of what I was getting at was more a, kind of an aesthetic question. You know, mm, again, mm-hmm. like the, the thing about trying to totally deconstruct something and okay. start it over again. You know, the, the oh. way that impacts your guitar playing. Oh, right, um, right. You know, and and you know, approaching style. I mean, you know, both of you have a pretty established style for the most part. Um, you know, have, have, have you after having done this for so many years? Is that something that you've sort of um, played with a little bit? Of, is just trying to approach drawing from a different angle? I, f- I yeah, I feel like I kind of do that with every project. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything I you do that, yeah. you do that because you're like you're I more do. of a technician. Yeah. Like you're more thinking on a technical level, and I think I'm a little bit more gut. 
And I just, I have a very distinctive style. Like, I feel like even if you absolutely can't stand what I do, you can't look at some, you can't look at one of my pages and be like, oh, I wonder who drew that. Like, there's not even a chance. You might stand it, but you recognize it. Yeah, like, you might be like, my God, she draws like she has broken fingers. Or like, or whatever someone thinks who, who's, yep. a, who's a mishater. I don't know. I'm sure but, there's a few. But, but you know, and, and, and I, I suspect that was probably the case with, with this book. Because, you know, it sounds like you went into it not necessarily knowing who the artist was going to be. But you recognized that maybe your style wasn't. Oh, I knew there was no it. way I could draw yeah. this book. But, like, you know, the Escape from Special, like, you uh, were the only person who could have drawn that, really, right? Yeah, and for most of my projects, for for Henny, yeah. like that's definitely just got to be me. Partially because my writing is, when I'm not writing for an artist, it's like lunatic notebooks. Like nonsense. Like you could look at them and you'd be like... Serial killer. <laughs> I was going to go somewhere like, yeah. Like, oh. But yes, he said it. So yeah, you you would look at it and you'd be like, this is the product of an unstable mind. To serial killer, to yeah. be fair. Yeah, like that's what the police find later, and they go, "Oh, they should have known." <laughs> I don't know, or, or they open up this book. And <laughs> well, that's, there's you know, there's that's a pretty the... there's a pretty strong paper trail for both of you at yeah. this point. But I think when I'm writing for someone else, like it's very there's a lot of clarity. Yeah. It makes sense, normal script yeah. format. So, but that's interesting. I mean, in, in a sense, that is sort of, um, you know, obviously, like it's a, it's a it's a different way of doing it. It's a different way of of approaching it. You know, you're probably using a different set of storytelling skills when you're actually doing like stage directions for somebody when you're actually breaking oh, it sure. down and and it probably gives you an opportunity whether consciously or not to kind of uh rethink your approach to to storytelling if you're like if you, in a sense you kind of have to hold somebody's hand oh. well i think that i'm i think that i'm uh, i i i visualize what i write because I'm also an artist and I wouldn't write a panel that's like the kind of unreasonable writer panel where they they want three different things to take place at the same time that could not possibly like the person grabs the doorknob opens the door and walks through and that's a panel description it's like well no that's not how comics work so I I visualize every panel and if I can't visualize it I won't I won't leave that I'll edit it until it makes sense and I'd like to think that because I'm an artist I write in a way that's artist friendly. All the information that's uh, that needs to be gathered, but you don't have to take my word for it. I suppose you could say yes oh, or no. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. The the script. I mean, it's probably partially a function of the fact that we know each other so well mm-hmm. after we've been together for like f- fifteen years, fifteen years, something, something like, like that. that. We've been living together for eleven or twelve now, so it's in a very small apartment. <laughs> so we know we know each other. Uh, very well like our our sort of sense of humor and pacing and storytelling so so that's part of it but the way the way miss writes is uh, the way that you know the best writers do i mean the best comic writers really when it comes down to it are are actually writers who who have an art background mm-hmm. which most people don't like most people don't know that grant morrison sure. drew you know very very early when he was like a kid alan tried moore. to draw alan moore yeah. drew comics uh frank miller of mm-hmm. course you know like the american uh writers they all have that or not american but the writers of american comics i should yeah. say uh the most popular writers have an art background and and that really informs what they do and i think that's kind of where Mrs. Scripps come from the same place, where she knows what she, how she would draw it. She's visual, like literally visualizing it in her head, 
like how it would look on the page, and then she's writing that down. So when she sends it to me, it doesn't look exactly the way she pictured it, but it's it's much better than in a lot of ways than than with someone who's never drawn before. You know, like it's it's much easier to 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 draw that than with someone who's never actually drawn a comic before. Which you know that might sound a little disparaging to 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 writers who don't draw, but it's just There's things uh, you just don't you don't imagine if you're not in the headspace of an artist like visually spatially there's stuff that they're probably not set up to to envision and it's not not i don't think it's disparaging them to say that i just think it's a function of their skill set yeah exactly that's exactly what i'm trying to say this this is why we're married <laughs> between the two of us we form one fully functional human being well and and you did and congratulations belatedly <laughs> uh but, I mean, it, it brings up an interesting question, and, and this is something that I've I've, I've wondered before. You know, um, as collaborative as comics could possibly be, they're still at the heart of them. The creation process has to be solitary, right? I mean, you guys can can talk all day long, but then at the end of the day, one of you has to go lock themselves up in a room and draw the thing. Yes, yeah, it's very yeah, very solitary, very very isolating, very solitary. Which is kind of the way I the best. Uh, it's the way I draw best. Yeah. Um, which you know, in the end, uh, you know, I have to make a lot of calls on my own. But but when Miss, you know, comes in the door, I can show her the stuff, and she'll uh, either you know give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Mostly thumbs up. <laughs> Mostly, thankfully. So there's not a lot of redrawing, but occasionally there's there's stuff like that. But we're about as close to like a hive mind as you yeah. can get. Within a creative team, I mean, and on top of that, our colorist is—I share a studio with out in Brooklyn. So the the entire core creative team here is about as close as you can get to having one person do everything, without having one person do everything. It's funny though, because I think I think that maybe like maybe making comics is maybe the best analogy for a healthy relationship from the standpoint of like teamwork being creative but like i kind of need my time to myself right yeah you know it kind of it kind of is it kind of is you know like this actually it's i've always kind of described being in a band as like being in a marriage with like four other dudes (laughs) go dudes. and and this actually feels very much like being in a band the process of this more so than any other creative team i've worked on because we're so face to face but but then we're like you know but I guess because we're actually married, it sort of plays into that theory, too. So. But, but but you can, I mean, a, a, a being in a band can be, at least, you know, in in theory, a fully collaborative process from beginning to end. And comics yes. just can't be, by the nature of the creation process, again, like somebody... Yeah. has to sit down and, and, and do that work. Exactly. None of it's good. I mean, you can do collaborative comics like that, too. Like, we've we do like, we've done comic jam comics with other yeah. artists and stuff like that, but it never, I mean, it, it's, if you want it to be really good and, and, like, be, like, a solid, like, piece of storytelling, then, yeah. But, but also, like, yeah. some, you know, somebody, you know, or even if, you know, if, if you're working, like, with an inker or something, somebody yeah. has to go in and do that, and then, you know, it's collaborative, yeah. the next person comes in, but yeah. everybody needs that time to themselves yeah it's it's sort of it's sort of like the greatest way to be together and alone at the same time yeah. <laughs> a description of I, comics i guess right? yeah right well well comics i guess are really sort of solitary overall yeah. because you're making them alone and you know that's that's your 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 theory certainly certainly is true where it you know every individual person working on the book is working alone and then the reader reads it alone 
generally. I mean, you can read comics to someone, sure, but generally, like, the reader's alone with it, too. So it's kind of the most solitary thing. Yeah. It's the most solitary of art forms. And, and, and you know, and there's a reason why it attracts the people that it attracts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, cue the Incredible Hulk walking away music. Mm-hmm. You know? oh, you guys are bumming me out. <laughs> so what, what, uh, why, I mean, why did it take so long to find another project that the two of you could work on? I just think that we were both so busy with with other projects, and I don't think we necessarily were were wanting to work on the same project. We mm. there's while while we do have similar sensibilities, we've wanted to do very different books, and I don't think we were desperate to work together, and neither were we like adverse to working together. I just think it didn't organically happen, and. When he read the script, because we always, I mean, we we work together in a sense. Like, we always Always. run our work by each other. Because having someone who's brutally, brutally and savagely honest and tells you when you need to redo stuff has has made both of us much better artists uh, and writers. So I was just really happy when he even suggested himself. Because I've, I've never been against working with him. I think, obviously, we both are really big fans of each other's work. And when he told me he wanted to do it, I was like, really? Like, are you sure? Because, like, that's awesome. But, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear, like, I'm like, you know, six months from now, like, you're excited now and you, like, love this book and you think this is, like, the best comic you've ever read and that's cool. And he said that. And that was very flattering from him because I know he wasn't just, he wasn't just bullshitting me because, like, we don't yeah. ever, ever do that. After 15 years, yeah. the bullshitting kind of stops, right? <laughs> and the brutal yeah. honesty comes There's out. never been bullshit. In, the, in this relationship, ever, but it's no. but it, but you know at, at the same time, I mean, I, I, I keep I, I guess I keep using these relationship analogies for for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. but isn't it, you know, it's sort of, um, it's kind of that idea like when 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 you're when you're first in a relationship with somebody and you and you talk about like moving in together, right? I mean, it, it's you're like this is going to accelerate everything, and we're going to know pretty quickly whether or not this is this works or not, right? I mean, it's like it's like the, the the sort of the quickest way to vet a relationship is to just is to live with somebody, and I wonder um, if that also, it, you know, if if working together is is kind of the same. I mean, you know, from the standpoint of like, um, there's a you know thing things will come out and 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 you know people get precious about certain things. I mean, was was there a fear that that. Um, <laughs> that you know that that it could you know even though obviously you guys have a really good healthy relationship that, that there is a potential for things on a professional level to get contentious. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that crossed our minds a little bit, but not not really. I mean, up to this point, like our career paths have been very very different. Yeah. Like I, I uh, uh, initially, our we were kind of on the same path, but you know, at a certain point, miss started doing working with fanographics yeah. and putting out books like sort of in that end of the business and at the same time I kind of you're veering over into superhero yeah, territory it, exactly right? yeah I ended up in superhero territory and and after a while I think it, it's sort of like yeah I mean we weren't really competing with each other then and now I think like I'm kind of in in a weird like like zone where I don't know like what I'm really going to do next yeah. after this besides that I mean I've got a few things but I'm not really like I said I kind of am not really in like the career path um headspace so I'm not like like I'm not looking for what's my next job I'm not like looking for that 
And and I'm you know I may I, I keep saying I might never do another comic again. I don't know. This may be it. I, I, I I'm not. You know, I probably will, but but why, I don't know. Why, why, why wouldn't you just shift gears so much into music or something else? Yeah, I, I want to do some other things. Yeah. I want to do some other stuff. Terrible, like as a, as an industry, sure, and like as as something to do with your life. Like I love it more and than as anything. Two parents living in New York City. Yeah, but like no one should go anywhere near comics unless they. Unless they they, they love it with every shred of their unless soul, you have to. and like I absolutely do because it's like there's the infrastructure's not there. There's like, uh, I, I would say like the average person like I sign a copy of my book to probably is a, from an outside view doing better in their life than I am, and it's like there's there's not much payoff in comics unless this is the thing that you are. You're you're most in love with. We are. I mean, you know, we're um, our sort of like you know generation or age group or whatever. I mean, it seems like we're kind of at a point. I'm noticing this without. I mean, we we can come up with plenty of names, but without naming any names on here, um, and a lot of people whose work like I love and respect, like it's they're getting to a point where we're starting to see people who have been really making comics in earnest and making really great comics starting to kind of like drop off and pursue other things yeah you know it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because we were talking about that recently we, we ended up um the other night we were out and we we saw uh some old very some old school new york cartoonists that we we've known for a yeah. long time you know like from the from the 90s you know like the old the uh, alt weekly cartoonist and there aren't a lot of a, a lot of people from that era left yeah. in, in the city like like we still are kind of like on the butt end of that era like we came in like right at the end and like the miss was here earlier she was here in the 90s i came in, in like the very early 2000s but from that generation there's there's a handful of people left nobody in manhattan except for like us and like one or two other people like they all either moved out to brooklyn and then moved out and a lot of them aren't aren't even in comics anymore and yeah you're right we're starting to see people like around our our age bracket yeah. who are kind of dropping off too and i think it's it's really just a lot of like as you get older and we're we're kind of in that space like what i'm saying about you know considering retirement which you know that's that's not gonna happen <laughs> i will do other comics i'm just yeah well you know we're, but we're lifers we're lifers for sure it's just that like the the energy level is just it's so hard to to do that as you get older and like you know you got mortgages you got kids and like to give so much of yourself yeah. for so little in return is it becomes unreasonable and the reasonable thing to do especially if you don't have a spouse who also does this and therefore understands this what to other people might seem like a ludicrous waste of a life is that you i mean people people want it's not just the mortgage it's like at a certain point people start thinking i want stability sure i want space i want things and like i don't look at that as like selling out i think that's probably a a more reasonable approach to, to life as opposed to like hanging on by your fingernails to the art world. but there's also I mean because you know you you've I don't know if you ever talk about this but you you do other stuff to supplement your income as well oh yeah for sure like I have like we have so many so many plates spinning we both have work yeah. outside of comics and you, ha you have some of the more amusing day jobs though. oh yeah that's true oh if you want me to um, I work for a very high-end pet care company. Mm -hmm. I pick up very, very fancy poop. 
of very very fancy dogs. Can and, you tell the fancy poop from the regular? Poop? And uh, I can. You can tell the fancy poop. It's like it's kind of like a little bit of tinsel, yeah, yeah. a little bit of gilding around the edges, <laughs> brand name logos. Um, but I've I've done that for years, and that's a great side gig because there's no customers really, and there's no there's no people, and it's like. Sometimes I babysit a dog. Like, there's people who will never leave their dog alone under any circumstances. So if they're going out to to anything, to a dinner with friends, I will come over to their house and sit with their dog for three and a half hours. And, you know, we'll we'll talk about some of the deeper issues in life together. And then, you know, and I'll and I'll draw a little bit. And sometimes I draw people's dogs for them. So, so and, kind of the perfect job for cartoonist sure if you don't love like big paychecks it's awesome well i mean the perfect thing to like also be able to work on yeah it's a it's a supplemental it's definitely like a supplemental and i enjoy it because i get to actually be out and about in the city and enjoy all the things that new york has to offer and and part and part of this you know again part of this people who are kind of like moving on to other things you know be they sort of adjacent to what they're doing or, or something else entirely is this kind of idea of um it's kind of a now or never thing, right? I mean, you know, obviously, like, you're not doing, you're not pet sitting because you feel like that's going to help you reach another plateau (laughs) of job, right? I mean, you know, so it's sort of like, you know, oh, well, if I'm going to have to seek another career path or something else, like, I have to do it now. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, like, I've had some opportunities opportunities in the past couple of years where I've been moving into like more design type stuff and that's you know that's part of my my own personal thing Uh, but I I guess when the opportunities arise you you sort of you get to a point in your life where if the opportunity is there you just kind of assess things and say well hey you know steady paycheck you know sure if you're (laughs) gonna do design work fair enough but like you know if you're like well i I need to become a stockbroker or something it's like you can't yeah you can't do that in 10 years now is the time to do it oh yeah yeah no exactly exactly yeah no i i I guess i mean how do you know of any cartoonists who went to become you know again like again there are there are the people who are doing similar stuff and there are people who've gone and somebody okay so to name a name somebody who is both in our peer group And a local. Ooh, here comes the shade. No, it's not shade at all. Um, like, in fact, like I think she's very happy. But uh, uh, Liz Bailey went in an entirely. Oh yeah, direction. yeah. Liz she's doing did. great. She's doing yeah. coding, but like she's like, I think she had the moment where she's like, if I'm going to do this, like I have to really go for it. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's. I don't remember who who actually said it. Who who this quote can be attributed to? But but. Probably. Like, <laughs> Didn't like he say quotes, yeah. Well, well, Jack Kirby said comics will break your heart. But yeah. the uh, uh, what I hear a lot is if you can do anything else, yeah. do it. Sure. You know, if you can be happy doing Nike. anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, but but that's 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 it. It's it's kind of like you know when you sit down and you look at look at the balance sheet and you're like, well, yeah. I'm surviving, and I, I got a pretty cool job, but. I kind of want to go to Europe someday, and I want to take you know maybe a vacation, maybe not work seven days a week. But but also week, a bit, you know? but, but you know the the, the kid thing is exacerbates that a lot because you can't yeah. surviving is not an option anymore. Yeah, well we I mean we've always been workaholics, and and until we had our son, it was much. It, it didn't matter actually. Yeah. Like I I don't think I would even consider going in a different direction at this point if if it wasn't for that. Um, and that's just because you start to kind of be like, well, 
you know, we want to kind of do things for him. You know, we want to take him places. Sure. We know. But also, like, like the dirtbag parents. Yes, not be the dirtbag parents. But, but, exactly. but, 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 but I mean, you have to start thinking pretty far down the road, right? In terms of like saving up for oh him. god oh god if we did that we would never did i open up a... we would just lock up and not be yeah. able to, we'd just be in the fetal position on the floor if we tried to think that far ahead. well i mean we have you know we have we, we do fine it's we, it's terrible it's terrible we're making ourselves sound yeah. destitute which we're not uh too much um but the uh you know, it's 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 a lot of work. Is the thing. It's like like it's 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 a fun it's fun to draw comics, but it, it really is a lot of time. And it it's when you look at it and you say, well, I'm getting most of my I'm earning most of my money from graphic design now anyway, and I could be working you know eight hours a day and pay my bills, and five days a week instead of twelve hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you kind of got to look at that and be like, well, maybe, maybe there's a better thing here, you know, and then come back to it later. And like I said, I, I kind of did that for a few years, actually, where, you know, and then I got back into it. And now I'm just like, oh, God, I need a break. <laughs> I need to rest. I want to sleep. You know, it, it occurs to me that we're doing we're doing a lot of bitching and moaning. Oh, that's and... I mean, you've heard the show before. That's yeah. a big. Part. Oh, is this is this a big place it, for I, bitching I, and moaning? I'm bitching more than me. I think I think people complaining about day jobs is, has always been something we've come back to. So, okay, so I feel like I should just give some specifics and then we should move on to something sunny. <laughs> so I would say, like, for people who don't know and they're just like, okay, so comics suck. Like, what are you talking about? Um, a graphic novel takes can take up to. From from beginning when you're writing it to when everything is like inked and colored and digitally edited and proofs and this and that, that can be like a three year process yeah. for some people more, for some people less, and an extremely monotonous one. Yeah, and usually full of solitude unless you're lucky enough to have a, a spouse who lives a similar similar miserable existence to you, and then it's you can do it together and be awesome. But again, that sounds negative. Anyway, um, so yeah, so it's like three years of like slaving away and like, you know, you get an advance for, unless you're a superstar for like a few thousand dollars and then you, they sell the book and then once they've made back the costs, you get some royalties, but it's like, that's three years of your life slaving away over thousands and thousands of panels and it's worth it when you bring the book to a show and you meet your fans and like, that's like yes. that's great and you get to talk about your work and you're reaching eyeballs and you're talking to people and like that's when it's worthwhile but that's a really big commitment and that's i think what people don't understand about comics when when someone comes up to you and says i have this great idea for a book you should do first of all no you don't it never <laughs> is and second of all it's like you're saying you know what you should do with the next 3 years of your life yeah, yeah it's um the uh, it's it, it's fascinating too because when Miss mentioned the the few thousand dollar advance, I mean that's even high in in a lot of respects for like what you'll get as an advance. Well, I am a superstar. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. Yeah, you know, you're a superstar to me. Um, but the a few years ago, I was maybe like a year ago, I was, I was in talks to start an imprint mm. uh, with with people that I know, and uh, we actually sat down and did the numbers 
on like what do we think we can sell? What yeah. can we sell for? You know, all the P and L sheets and everything. And that was the point at which I just <laughs> kind of put my head in my hands and was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like what we could expect to sell from like an average graphic novel that's not like high end with tons of publicity. Like you're paying for your costs basically. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I just when I when I figured that out, I'm just kind of like, well. Yeah, I get it now. Like, I get the business side of it now, and, and, you know, I get why people aren't, you know, don't have the kind of budgets that they do for art and, and for, 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 you know, when, writing. When we when we first started seeing um, floppies come back in alternative comics, like, it, it, it kind of seemed like a novelty at first. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, it makes a lot of sense, both in terms of, like, potentially how people buy comics, but as a creator, it, it makes sense as well right i mean you know to um it, it's kind of splitting the difference between locking yourself in a hole and working on a graphic novel for three for three years versus serializing something online right i mean you do you know and, and it's not even so much instant feedback as it is like oh no I've, I've got something in the world i've got something to show for what i did right yeah i mean it's it's nice because for for a lot of the reason that like we can sit here and, and talk to you you know, a month after the sure. thing's out, yeah. <laughs> and we still have five months yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and it's and so and you could you know you could sit on this podcast for like another three months oh, and it'd still be useful to us. Will so. I? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's that's your prerogative. <laughs> um, but but you know, we can you know it's it's you know it's still useful. You know, yeah. it, like the promotion cycle is longer, and you yeah. can. You you have more chances to get in front of people's eyes, so that's I think the benefit of that really. Uh, other than rather than just having a book, although although I remember the last last time Miss kind of did promotion for her her graphic novel, it was like just really intense, and it was like every day like until midnight, just interviews and bam 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 like one after another, and then it was done. It was yeah. like just this concentrated cycle and then done. Whereas it's a little more drawn out here, so it's a little more relaxed. But I think that's probably the benefit on that level is that you can you can reach more people more slowly and you can build an audience more slowly. And then you don't have to deal with the immediate feedback of, you know, either positive or negative coming at you while you're trying to make the thing. So On the, on the note of, uh, of publicity tourism, and I think this particularly applies to you, but it, it does actually apply to, to both of you, um, in terms of having so much of your stuff be so different from each other that the i mean i've got to imagine that from book to book the audiences that you've had the people that you've talked been talking to are are incredibly different from one book to another no yeah <laughs> i mean again it applies to both of you but well, yeah somebody yeah someone we were we were doing an interview at uh we were at heroes con in um uh in north carolina and we we're doing an interview, and I guess I never thought about that. And then they were like, "So you really never do the same thing?" And I was like, yeah. "Huh?" Because to me, I see that there's a, there's even if it's not a literal narrative thread through all the books, there there are sensibilities. There's a worldview that that interconnects, and the writing style and an art style. But they pointed out that you know I did my 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 first books the self-published ones aim which are you know long gone the stuff i did in the 90s was kind of like all over the place like i very much wanted to be like to be like you know it was like tank girl and loving rockets and just aping the people i like like sure. you do when you start out then uh two autobiographical uh graphic novels for fantagraphics and then henny which is takes place in a completely different universe with like anthropomorphic animal people um 
or, or cat-like people, and then this, which is just raunchy space sci-fi lunacy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess from the outside it looks very different. And that's probably one of the ways I shoot myself in the foot yeah. because yeah. people really like to find something they like and then they like an artist who delivers the exact same thing over and over again with subtle variations and they're like I like it because I know it and like that's kind of the way to that's the way to build an audience so just fuck me <laughs> is it is it a is it restlessness though I mean that that, that you know I, do, you, do you sort of like get sick of working in a particular world and then want to move on to the next thing I, I don't get sick like to me it always feels like this is my lane and it's organic and I'm just like But like could you just around. do Henny if they like really took off, could you just do that forever? Um that's what a smart person would do. Uh I think or or like that's what a, a canny person would do. Like I, I think I just I do Savvy. I do what I feel. Yeah, it's you know, after after my first two uh, autobiographical graphic novels, Fantagraphics, they were interested in, they, you know, they would like a third one. And, you know, and, and people were, I feel like, gearing up, people who know what I do were yeah. gearing up for me to be like, okay, this is the lifelong autobiographical comic artist. This is what she does. And you just, you get sick of drawing your own stupid face over and over again. So, like, that on that level, I got sick of it. But at the same time, that's not what I wanted to do. Uh, I wanted to do some fictional work. That's what I was feeling. And it's like I was saying before about, you know, I go organically like what I'm feeling because I think passionless work is just pointless. And every time I've changed or or I guess ostensibly changed which way I'm going and the lane I'm in, there's always, you know, there's always an element that's going to be like, but but I liked that or like, you know, bitch and moan or like, oh, it was so much better before this or like the the first album's a good album, the second sure. album's a good album and there's that, but it's like honestly like I I just can't care about that because but- I'm not I, I do every piece of work on one level is to please an audience. Like I really write and draw to 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 bring pleasure and to be like entertaining and like that's what I'm thinking about. I just don't dump information on people. Like I don't like to read books like that. I don't write them. I don't draw them. But I just have to be where I'm at. But you have to be really committed to moving on if you're going to basically say, "Sorry, Fanographics, I'm not going to deliver you a third book." Well, I may go back and I may do another. <laughs> autobiographical book but to pivot like that though i mean you you know like again like it 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 would be easier especially with like somebody like fanographics for you to just be like Mm -hmm. to just kind of keep turning that out that's that's not only like the savvier decision but it's the easier decision it is but like there's there's i definitely feel a way about people who spend a career churning out the same thing And maybe that's, you know, that's their living their truth. And, like, that's what they want to do. And they don't want their their artwork to change. They don't. It's, it's easier and it's more comfortable. And people like it. So, really, I'm making a case against what I do. And I'm sounding like a crazy person. But I I have to be authentic. Otherwise, why, why am I going to put three years of my life into something if that's not where I'm at? I mean... To please other people. And, 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 and Kevin, one of, one of the, the things... You know that that that's been interesting about watching your your career is how how you did sort of move into again we were saying like superhero territory at the very least like DC territory but was it 
you know, did, did you flirt with the idea of really kind of really going, you know, head down into that world? I mean, that that's a that's a pretty clear career path, right? Yeah, yeah it is. Well, I, I mean, I went to the Qbert school, so I kind of started yeah. out there uh, in a way, in a way. Uh, and I think that was my original intent when I started really taking comics seriously uh, when I was uh, just out of high school. And I went, you know, decided to go back to school. I took a couple of years off after high school and then went back. Mm-hmm. And my intent was, well... I'll learn how to do all this, and we'll see. And I always sort of courted, I always sort of flirted with the superhero thing, and I was always, you know, going up to DC and Marvel when they would have me and showing stuff around. Like, there's editors I've known for 15 years that I've never worked with. You know, there's editors that I've known for 10 years that I've never worked with, too, uh, like Marvel and DC. And it just just never really gelled because my art style really, even now, doesn't, and it's the closest I've ever been, it doesn't really fit. I mean, I've certainly done some work for DC. I've done some work for Vertigo, stuff like that. Um, but I, I guess the the stuff that I've done that's most superhero-like, like I Roll the Night, for instance, that actually came about because... That, it, well, it was a weird storm, perfect storm where Fishtown had gotten picked up by IDW but hadn't come out yet. And then Zuda started happening, and the sort of group of people that I was hanging out with at the time... Um, we're all kind of going into this Zuda thing and submitting stuff. And it just so happened that I, I got to know, or I got in the competition and I got to know the editors over there by being in the competition. And then I pitched them this crazy ass superhero story and said, just tell me if you want this or not, you know, don't even put me in the competition for this. Just let me know. And they did. Uh, they, they signed me up. I don't know if it was because they liked me <laughs> or if it was because they liked the story. But it was mostly a superhero story because I thought, well, it's DC. You know, yeah. it, you know I, maybe I can move into doing more superhero work if I do this weird fucked up superhero story. And then, you know, the crow happened after that and everything. But it's, it's, it's totally nonlinear in my mind. That's the funny thing about it, you but, know. But, but I think, you know, um, I, I think you... Uh, you're kind of similar to Dean in a lot of yes. ways. Dean has been. Well, Dean's um, kind of my mentor in a way. Yeah, and and yeah. you know, and we 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 talked about. That. I mean, I'm sure you probably listened to that one when when he was on. We we yeah. we yeah. we talked about this about um and and I think that this is we're very we tend to be very um, binary when we think about comics, right? Yes, about yeah. Superhero comics and indie comics, and you know, never the twain shall meet. And yeah. I think that that's Dean is an immensely talented artist. Yeah. Dean has certainly flirted with the superhero stuff. He draws yeah. a better thing than probably anybody since Jack Kirby, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. But and he's, he definitely straddles that line. Yeah. yeah but it's such but it's su- it, but it, but it's hard to make a career on that line. It it really is and that's that's actually the thing. Yeah, I I've, I'm I live in that exact same space yeah. where it's like somewhere in between and I yeah, there's I don't know if the mentality is such hard line anymore but i think that the business has changed a lot in the last god i want to say it was probably after the 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 sort of web the mainstreaming of web comics which is kind of what activate did i think i think that's sort of the legacy there is i think that helped mainstream it into um, but you're talking like the like past ten years, yeah, like the past ten years. But really, in like the past five or six, there was there's been like a generational shift, where where there's a lot more. Um, you sort of have to have more of a defined brand, mm-hmm. I think. And I think that kind of being in between those worlds doesn't really, or I should say, in order to be successful, you sort of have to have a defined brand. And being in between like the, those worlds where you're kind of like taking things from. 
from everywhere and kind of doing a little bit here, a little bit there, uh, and just kind of doing what you want to do, I don't think that that's – it's not as easy as sell, and it's not as easy for readers to kind of grab onto. Yeah. That's my impression of it. I mean, like I, I've just always kind of done what I wanted to do. Like I've, I've – like, you know, I, I haven't chased after things just for my career. Like I, I've, I've – I mean, there's certain jobs that I've done because they were offered. Then it's like, oh, I might not be the right guy for that, but sure, I'll I'll do that. You know, why not? But I've pretty much always just done what where my muse has taken me, and and that's you know that's not the best thing for you know for for building a readership or and, and you guys following. and you guys have been like pretty lucky, I think, as far as as the, the publishers that you work with for oh, the most part, and certainly like absolutely. C2 like yeah. seems to kind of give you uh, a yeah. relatively free free reign, but the yeah. Generally, when you're talking to, you know, this is the same with publishers, it's the same with record companies, it's the same with everybody else, it's, you know, that they want you to deliver them something specific. When you deliver somebody a superhero comic, readers know what they're getting. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, like, no, 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 I, 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 I you can pass it back to Miss because I do want to ask you where the fuck Henny fits into any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's kind of like we we talked about this. I don't know how much you talk about this, but we talked we we talked about this like a, a couple of years ago at at some random party about like when you're dealing with anthropomorphic humanoid figures, you're getting into some interesting territory there. Yeah, if if people come looking for cute animal sex, they are not going to get it there. <laughs> Uh, in fact, nothing I do is really cute. That's that's one of the clearest paths to like pleasing people. People mm-hmm. like cute. Yeah. And it's interesting what what Kevin was saying about how we both when we try, if we ever try to do something that's like <laughs> it's like a it's m- mainstream. Yeah. This is our populist comic. <laughs> and it's tits and teeth, and it's it's insanity. Yeah. And that's it literally that's is tits and teeth. On yeah. That, and they that are would not be the nice cover. Teeth. No, not nice teeth. Acceptable tits. And like, mm-hmm. but we when we give people. We can't give people. We can't pander. We're just we're just a bunch of like nasty weirdos. Yeah. Um, but but Henny, yeah. So where does that fit? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. I guess it was just I was in a headspace where I was thinking a lot about the dangers of fundamentalist thinking. Mm-hmm. I was, I guess, reflecting on those themes, but through an entertaining lens. Like I wanted to tell the kind of I wanted to write the kind of book that I love, which is an ad- like a relentlessly forward-moving, kinetic adventure story on one level, and then on another level being an allegory about the dangers of fundamentalist thinking, something headier. It's the kind of book that I would have read as a kid and been like, over my head, everything except for the fun adventure, yeah. and just like, oh, this character is facing all these these challenges, and... Um, and threats, and then read it again as an adult and being like, how did I miss that this yeah, is yeah, about, yeah. like, racism? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? Indoctrinating people in a good way, you know? <laughs> yeah, although I definitely think, like, it's, it's in no way a didactic work. Yeah. Like, I never want to be like, all right, reader, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Sure. Like, no one wants to read that. I don't want to write it. Nobody likes that. It, it's, ni- it's nice. Obviously, it's nice being able to just sort of, like, kind of do the, the, the thing that most interests you. But when you're thinking about something with the potential of it being something that you're going to come back to that's either going to be, like, a series like like, like the new book or uh, a series of graphic novels something you're going to come back to later, I mean, if you're going to work on something for that long and if somebody's going to keep putting out it, it out like there's got to be some sort of 
commercial appeal to it, right? If a publisher is going to agree to put out volume two, like volume one should have had to have found some kind of an audience. Yeah, I don't, I don't worry about that because I know that, I know that I'm not going to put out a bad book. It's like it's not going to get to the page if sure. it's not good, if it's but not are, entertaining. But bad and popular aren't always the same. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm For quality and popular. Yeah. Like I, I think that, but I think that if you deliver high enough quality, and if you write things that are instead of being information dumps or like big blocks of text or I don't know, or, or boring scenes that you're like, oh, it's got to skip through this part of the book, you know, like skimming to the good parts. Like, if it's all the good parts, and if it's not wasted space, and if it's a really fun experience for your readers, then I think there's always an audience for that, if it's if it's quality. And it may not be a blockbuster, they may not be making a Netflix series about anything I do anytime soon, although, if you're listening, Netflix, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm? But yeah, I mean it it's it may not be that, but I know I have a core audience that has followed me through multiple books and some people will be like, "Oh, well I only like autobio stuff, so see ya." But there's always a readership for quality. So so if if the impulse, you know, behind the the fan graphic stuff was you know, it definitely hedged a lot closer to autobio and you know, if Henny was again um you thinking about these sort of larger societal political concerns what what um what 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 was the spark behind the new book um it's it's kind of a goofy story but i wanted to do i when i'm doing henny for z2 and while i'm working on that i knew they were looking for uh to do some to do floppies to do series and i thought i'd pitch something and i had an idea and i pitched it and then in the middle of the pitch meeting like I, I started telling this story to Josh. I just went off on a tangent where I was looking for some serious sympathy, and I told him about how like this really well-known comic industry heel uh, stole uh, credit for something that I created years ago. And when I was doing, oh, we're like, talking about this more... after the mic shut off. Oh yeah, no, I will, I will give you all the dirt off mic, and um... you can just whisper into the mic. No one will know. No, nice try, Brian. We'll do an ASMR podcast for me. Anyway, um, and so I, I I was telling him this story about how he stole, he took the credit for it, and it was, I was doing a little bit, slightly more mainstream stuff, mm-hmm. like when I was first starting out, but in order to get the paycheck, I had to sign something and and got to see someone else put their name on my work, and that was a very different place, and I was expecting some sympathy, but instead was he was Dean, just kind of, it? what's that? It was Dean, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, Dean would never. <laughs> I said, I said, well, well-known comic industry heel, not well-known guy who takes his shirt sure. off. So it was a wrestler, but not a heel. Yes, the face, yeah. not the heel. Baby um, face, Dean Hatfield. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's like, oh, tell me more about this this idea, you know, and no sympathy, just you know, tell me more about the idea, and just you know, rubbing his hands together, like, yes, this is good, and I sort of took the idea I had then but moved in a completely different direction and then it just kind of like writes itself like when a story when in, an, a door opens in your mind and you're like oh but what if I took those characters yep. here and then just he's like well write me up a write, write a spec issue yep. and I wrote it and that's when I showed it to Kevin and he was like this oh is the best script I've ever read I and left my ass off <laughs> so oh, I left my ass off when I read it so yeah, say it on the mic it's so good <laughs> 
Yeah, it's no, not it on the record it unless you say anything. No, like. it was. It was great, and and that's then that that's kind of just where it happened. It happened almost like it was the easiest contract I've ever gotten, honestly, because uh, I didn't have to do any of the legwork. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Sleeping my way to the top. So th- this is a this is a finite run. Then I mean, you guys have a beginning uh, and an end. Not not really. I mean, it's it's open ended. We got mm-hmm. six issues are are going to come out uh, this year, and that's going to be a uh, a trade next year. Uh, but they're like they're super long issues. They're like twenty four pages of art and story apiece, and then the final issue is going to be thirty two. So it's like going to be like massive for 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 this level of a run, and then. Um, we're going to continue it, you know, depending on on what our uh, well, we'll we'll, con- we'll probably do more at some point anyway. We'll find a way, but uh, depending on how depending on how it sells, it's how soon we're going to continue it. So, so I mean, there, there there's there is a little bit of uh, viability concern in there as far as like well, whether or not you keep doing it. Well, I mean, no, well, it's actually it's actually selling pretty well so yeah. far. So we just have to keep the numbers up, and I think that my hunch is that based on the response we've been getting. That it's going to build, and I mean, if we get enough eyeballs, there's so much more story to tell, and these characters are like so goddamn fun that like I could I could write this forever. I was going to say like it sounds like I mean it genuinely sounds like, and I've known you guys for a while, but it sounds like this is probably about as much fun as either of you have had working on a comic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we're and we're already talking about the second series, <laughs> so like we we already know where that's going. So it's it's you know it's 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 in the works, and we'll you know we'll uh, we'll stave off retirement uh, even longer <laughs> to keep it going. Do you do you uh, you know like there, there there's that whole thing we were talking about before about like you know don't do comics unless you have to do comics. And yeah. Do, do you uh, would you broadly recommend that um, people work with their spouses? <laughs> I, you know, it depends on the spouse. <laughs> it depends on the spouse, really. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, like, we're fine, but that's just what we do. I don't know if I would recommend it for anyone else, yeah. though. I mean, people always ask us, like, it's like, oh my god, isn't it terrible? And we're just like, no, no, it's it's not yeah. terrible. Like, and they're like, oh, but you guys fight about no, no, we don't. You're not competitive. No, no we're we're too different. Yeah. That's the, I think that's 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 part of that's part of of having been teenagers in the '90s. Like we're just we're not competitive like that at all. Yeah. We're 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 totally like we're total like uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be the word for it. We're like ambivalent about everything. Yeah. We're just kind of like oh, whatever. You know, that's that's you get is uh, don't don't be a sellout, man. But you know? but, <laughs> but Miss but Miss brings up a good point, which is you know it's like how can you be competitive if you're playing two different sports? Right. Well, that too. Yeah, I think that's that's a lot of it too. Is is that we're not? Yeah, we're not always working in the same sphere, even kind of when we are. We're still not really, really, you know, really competing. I mean, and we help each other too. It's like we there's a bit of us of each of us in each other's projects. Like I've I did a lot of the lettering for the first Henny book, uncredited, I think. Like I did, I did most of the lettering for that, and like so he's you know. got a story too about doing work and not getting credit. <laughs> yeah, but if you want to go there, <laughs> um, yeah. I I have edited his dialogue before and and suggested yeah. Yeah. rewrites uncredited. Sure. So it's it's mutual neglect. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. Like we we feed yeah. into each other's work anyway. So it's it's we're it's all for the good of the uh, it's all for the good of the collective. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, that's sort of the we're the. 
<laughs> we're communists. That's yeah. us. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I think that it, that explains the whole not making money thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no. I don't... We can pretend it's on purpose. Yeah, exactly. We can pretend it's on. But no, I mean, it's just a matter of like we just want to make. I don't. I don't think either of us wants to be associated with crappy comics. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't want people to uh, to, to think that my wife's making crappy comics, and she doesn't want people to think that her husband's making crappy comics. We're responsible for each other. We take care of each other. That's you know. That's. I think that's what it is. Probably. Yeah. In all seriousness, it's probably more looking out for each other and trying to make sure that we're doing. The best that we can, putting the best foot forward, because it's very important to both of us. And that's not to say we haven't, like, occasionally, like, bristled at another person's, like, suggestion. Like, the Fishtown, the gorilla arm, he 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 drew, like, he had this one panel where the, the arm in the foreground was closer, was like, was like, um, no, it was smaller, and the background arm was like this big arm. And I told him about it, and he was just like, he, I mean, he knew he needed to change it, but then I just kind of was going gorilla arm, and like I was, I was just kind of lurking you around were being his page. So much as I you. was being so unhelpful, <laughs> but and he's he's done similar things to me, and like we know, you know, when you need to redraw it, but uh, it's ultimately we see that it comes from a place of wanting to help the other person do but you don't a much better want to job. Hear that, even if you know that that's the case. No, like when when I know, like when he told me in. Uh, I think in the first Henny, there was like a whole sequence that didn't, it it didn't make sense. It made sense inside my head, which happens occasionally to everybody, but it doesn't translate to people who aren't you in your head. And he's like, you need to redraw that page. And I'm like, but, but what if I just, and he's like, no. I'm like, but maybe if I just switch the order of these, no, 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 redraw it. And, and I did, and it, it was better for it. It hurts sometimes, but it's, uh, it's better. And in the in the long run, you appreciate it, even if you have a little huffy moment yeah. about a gorilla arm. I have a lot of those. I have a lot of huffy moments. I'm huffy at home. Yeah, you're huffier than I am. I am. You're much more uh, even-tempered than I am. I'm the hothead in the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, that was Ms. Lasko Gross and Kevin Colden. Thank you so much to them for taking the time to do that. Uh, we had been trying to set that up for a while, and we were discussing the uh, logistics around it. I, I had originally suggested that we do them separately and then combine them into one long interview. But no, I'm glad that we ultimately chose to do it uh, all, all in one. It was a very, very, very fun conversation. Um, they... they uh, to a, a, a married couple who are working together who, who very clearly like each other a lot. So uh, good on them for, for bucking all those friends. I know, I know. It's like it's going a little bit hard on on that idea of like you guys have you guys have a very uh, loving and supportive relationship. Why would you possibly want to work together? But obviously, it's worked out very well. You can check out uh, the sweetness. Issue two is uh, is out now from Z Two Comics. Thanks to them for doing that for uh, for coming to my offices to to have that conversation. Uh, thanks to Brian as always for editing the show together. Thanks to you guys for listening listening to the program. If you liked what you heard, please consider supporting us through our Patreon. Uh, if you'd say like a, like a dollar or so a show would be very uh, gratefully appreciated if you could support us in any way. Uh, you can also non-physically support us by uh, rating us over iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you've got any feedback, it's rwellcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Tumblr. That's rwellcast.tumblr.com. That is the first and best place to get all of your R-I-Y-L related information. Uh 
think that's about all I got for this week. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Stick around. We will be back just about this time next week with another episode of RIYL. <laughs>